So I hired a PR company. For the past month, I'd been working with a company to help promote the human experience. It wasn't cheap, and having been stung by a similar company before, I was skeptical at the start. But by the time the campaign started, I was on board and fully convinced. Unfortunately, it didn't go quite how I'd imagined, and looking back, I really wish I'd done it myself. But I promise to show it all in here. The good, the bad, and the beautiful. So that's what I'm trying to do. What's up beautiful people, welcome or welcome back to the Pages of My Diary podcast, the weekly show where we take a look back through some of the pages of these diaries that I kept throughout the entire writing, recording, and release of my latest album, The Human Experience. Every Monday, we're going to be taking you behind the scenes and giving you an insight into what goes into making an album, how we released it, and everything that we encountered on this roller coaster journey that was creating the human experience. And on today's episode, we talk about my vision for a little more human kindness in the world. The Dream Team helped the Malibu music video get back on track, and I've got a little bit of advice for independent musicians looking to release their own album, taking lessons from these diaries, and the incredible journey that was creating our latest album. So all of that will be coming right at you in the next 30-ish minutes. I don't know, I haven't edited it yet, but uh, <laughs> it's all coming at you right after this. Okay, episode 22, let's get straight into it. That song you just heard in the intro was Cardboard Spaceships. Song number two on the human experience, kicking off episode 22. And the first entry we are gonna go through is Thursday the 13th of July, 2021. I'm writing this as I look at the sunset with a T and Joseph Solomon's sweet vocals playing in the background. Today has been a great one. Sounds like it. I haven't really done anything significant today, but sometimes you don't need an excuse to feel good. You just do. I'm super stoked that the first episode of the Pages of My Diary podcast is now out. I listened to it whilst working today, and it was a pretty surreal and beautiful moment. Some other positive news is that it looks like the Malibu box video is back on. I've been quiet in here about it because a lot of the other music video ideas I've put in here haven't happened, either because of COVID or other reasons. So I guess I didn't want to write about another, quote, failed project, or make it feel as though I don't keep my promises. But I promise to show it all in here, the good, the bad, and the beautiful, so that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's, you know, it can be tempting, especially recording these and, and sharing them with other people, my my innermost thoughts of, of my diary and my journal, it can be tempting to think, what will other, others think? Will, will they understand this? Will they know what I'm going through? Or should I put this in here? There's, there's kind of that self-editing temptation there. Um, but 
at the end of the day, that's that's not why I started keeping these journals and, and these diaries. It was because I wanted to get down my thoughts and, and document the true experience um, for all its flaws. You know, as I say, the good, the bad, the beautiful, everything, not just to document the highlights as, you know, a lot of people love to do on Instagram or just equally dwell in the bad times. It's it's a mixture of everything. Some days are good, some days are bad. And that's the human experience. It's a, a range of emotions. And the fact that no one is one thing all of the time is the, the biggest takeaway I wanted other people to take from this, from the album and from the podcast. But it's also something that I've relearned in myself as well. So I am glad that that I'm putting it all in here and I'm I'm sharing it with you and I hope you're enjoying it too. After a long overdue catch up with the dream team, we decided that since the water idea won't work for now, smoke would be a great and less heavy slash damaging alternative to use. And it would still look awesome on camera. So now we're back to the testing phase but I feel like there are less things to go wrong or that have to be stress tested. So I'm looking forward to testing this idea and seeing how the smoke works with the box and storyboarding a whole new video concept. Now, is this the end? Uh, come on, this is the Malibu box project. Of course it's not. There's still plenty more changes that are gonna come, but we're getting closer. That That's the positive from this. We are getting closer to the video's final form. I mean, there's there's one big change that still needs to happen and I'm sure it won't be too far off, but I think you can get an idea of what video I'm talking about, what video ended up being created from all of this, from the Malibu Box Project all the way up to its release. But we're gonna move on to Saturday the 17th of July, 2021. I think 17th of July is the, the Watching the Face of Strangers album anniversary. I'm pretty sure we we released it then. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe you guys could double check. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure 17th of July was the album release date for our first album, our, our little baby, the Watching the Faces of Strangers album. So that's pretty cool. Let's see what we were doing a year later. Spent the morning editing the Baby Boy Home Videos music video after getting the all clear from Troy to use the footage. I feel like it's come out at a really great time. There are some special moments that were captured in there for sure. Now, th this video is like version one, the original version of the Baby Boy music video. It's not the one that's out. Um, this one had a little bit of a different dynamic. Rather than me talking to my baby boy, um, it was more of a sibling vibe with the with the video. There were two kids in the in the home videos that I used. Uh, and like I said, the interactions and the way the song was playing and, and fitting with the visuals, um, it gave it kind of a new perspective and it was more of a sibling vibe. So I think I still have version one. If I do, I will put that on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Casey Sana if you want to join the community. Uh, but if you're already over there, yeah, I'll put it on Patreon and you can let me know what you think. I found myself getting pretty emotional watching some of the clips back, but I guess that's a good sign because it means the video is telling a story and connecting. Now we're moving on to Wednesday the 21st of July 2021. What a beautiful day today was. It's been a while since I've had a day where there's lots of big things to be done, 
And although before checking my to-do list just now, I completely forgot that I re-edited the baby boy music video, but I really enjoyed every second of today. Yeah, today sounds like, well, not today, but the 21st of July sounded like one of those days where there's so much going on and you're just onto the next thing, onto the next thing, enjoying it, but busy. Um, where you look back at the end of the day and you think, wait, did I, did I do that today? I thought, I thought that was like three days ago or last week if it's been a super long week. But uh, yeah, I guess today was just one of those, one of those ones. I guess I'll start with the baby boy home video music video, as that's how I started the day. I decided to make a completely new edit as I woke up to an email from the original person I reached out to when I first got the idea for the concept. The videos are just a little crisper than the ones I had for the first version, and I feel like they're more malleable for the specific vision I have for the video. Yeah, like I said, I'll put version 1 up on Patreon and Maybe y'all can let me know which you prefer or kind of if I'm hitting the mark with, with these thoughts um, for, for my vision for the video, if it kind of matches up with, with what you think. Next on the agenda was getting the vocals down for this live session we're doing with Will next month. I decided to start with Kissing Boys in the Rain as I thought it would be the most difficult considering the amount of work and difficulty we've had with it so far. But boy was I wrong. I don't know if it was the fact that it had been so problematic up until now, or the way I built it up in my head, that made it feel all the more easy. But it turned out to be a really fun session. It wasn't without its difficulties, but they were only moments, and the way I handled them makes me really proud and happy I kept persevering all those times I was upset or felt defeated by it. Now that's, you know, that's proof of... Uh, what we were talking about a few episodes ago with practice, patience, persistence. We went through the hard times. We we sat down to practice. We eventually got some patience for, for it um, after, you know, that initial frustration and, and wondering if I should even carry on with music, which is a crazy thought <laughs> to think back to. But, uh, you know, we persevered with it and we had the persistence. And now the, the fourth P, the, the result um, is finally coming out. You know, it's paying off. The, the progress is there. Then, after having some lunch in the sunshine, I used the last couple of hours of work to get the treatment for the Malibu smoke video done. So we're at a new phase of this Malibu music video. Um, phase one was the Malibu box project, so I guess a new phase means a new name. Uh, Probably the, the simplest one would be the, the Malibu smoke video. So stage two, phase two is now the Malibu smoke video. So let's see where it, uh, where it takes us from here. I started by listening to the song on repeat and writing down notes when things came to me. Then when I had most of the main parts covered, I broke the video down into sections and planned out the remaining seconds that needed filling. Now I'd say an, another big thing that I've learned uh, from starting music, to be honest, not even just in this album, but starting music in general, is my video treatments have gotten a lot better over the years. Um, I I would I would go to my director or, or whoever I was working with, or I would plan it myself and just have one central concept. But I would treat that one central concept. 
um, as the whole video and, and try and make it stretch the entire duration. And that's very hard to work with because usually your your main point or your main message or main concept of the video is probably about 30 seconds you could fill with that. Um, so over the years, I've learned to, I guess, just add the details. That's the, that's the biggest point that um, any music video directors or any musicians that want to get into music videos, that's the biggest takeaway is go into as much detail as possible. And I could do like a whole separate long video um, on this and, and kind of how I prepare for music videos. And I do the same kind of process uh, with uh, songs as well when they're being mixed and mastered. Um, and it's kind of this visualization technique um, where I just, I, I close my eyes, I think, okay, what does the video look like? What is inside that frame? And it's essentially just asking myself a lot of questions. Uh, what do the colors look like? What is the main character wearing? Is it just one character in the video? Are there other people in the shot that you now need to do casting for? Uh, where is the location? How are you gonna get what you need to the location? Are there any other props? Uh, what shots do you need to capture in order to make this vision come to life? And when you sit with those questions and with your eyes closed and you, you start to see the image in your head and I think that's a really powerful, um, really helpful technique uh, to use when I'm trying to figure out what I actually want for a music video so that I can then write that down and essentially translate it for somebody else who isn't in my head, who can't see what I see in my brain. Um, it helps them bring my vision to life and, and we can collaborate and come together. And obviously other people know more than me. So if I say, I want a certain color, they can, they know the technical side of things and they can say, okay, we'll set up the lighting like this so that it's hitting your face like this and it gives this effect. Um, and it's essentially that back and forth. It's, it's that back and forth between you and whoever you're working with um, to, to kind of settle on how, the, the how is the important part that you collaborate for because you can see it in your head, but how to get it out onto screen is uh, is a whole nother ball game, a whole nother task. So like I said, I could go into this for, for a long time, but that's the very basic outline of, of how I do it. Now we're moving on to Friday the 30th of July, 2021. The title of this entry is, so I hired a PR company. Now, obviously I have the benefit of knowing vaguely what I go on to say in here. So just before we get into it, I don't want to spend too long on it, but I did think that it was worth putting in an episode um, because it was a part of the, the release phase of the album and also any independent musicians looking to potentially do the same to hire a music marketing company or a PR company. Um, maybe my experience and my journey with it um, could help you in making your decision. At the end of the day, it's it's your decision to make and you've got the final say. But uh, if I can say anything to kind of give you a, a fresh perspective or a perspective of somebody who's actually gone through it, then I think that's helpful. Um, but I, I wanna make it clear, I it's nothing personal against the company, it's just me documenting my views on the experience and, and how it went and the lessons that I learned from it. Um, I actually like what the company do and I, I really do admire what they do. 
But um, yeah, let, let's just get into the entry. Save all this all this rambling. Let's let's get into the juicy stuff. Okay, for the past month, I'd been working with a company to help promote the human experience with the hopes of finding more people who love the music and would join the community we're building. It wasn't cheap, and having been stung by a similar company before, I was skeptical at the start. But by the time the campaign started, I was on board and fully convinced. Unfortunately, it didn't go quite how I'd imagined, and looking back, parentheses, I know, the only teller of truth is time, and hindsight's a bitch. <laughs> I really wish I'd done it myself, or invested the money in a great music video or new gear to make better quality videos. I woke up feeling pretty bummed out about it. I guess, yeah, because, well, because I'd spent all that money and I'd seen the results, looking back, I did wish that I had invested it in, in another area, as I just said, a music video or new gear. And as an indie artist, the budgets aren't, aren't infinite. So it can, it can sting a little, especially when it doesn't work out because you, you see the, the bank account balance going down, but the results not really matching that or not going up as much as you'd expect. But now I'm writing this, I'm thinking about the lessons I've learned from this experience. Number one, quote, if you don't have money, you have time. And if you have money, you don't need as much time. So that's talking about the, the scales, the, the weighing scales, the balance of money versus time. And usually the two are linked. If you, if you have money, then you don't, you're usually more time poor. But if you are a little poorer, if you don't have as much money to invest, you have more time to invest. And keeping it nice and simple, let's say you're trying to figure out how to edit a YouTube video. If you don't have money, but you have more time, that means that, yes, you can't pay someone, you can't pay a video editor to edit the video for you. But you do have more time to go on YouTube, learn what software you need and, and how to actually use the tools in that software and how to edit a video. So you can use more time and that is your valuable resource. That's your asset to invest. And equally on the, uh, on the flip side, if you have a lot of money but you don't have a lot of time and you don't know how to edit a YouTube video, then you, can, you have that spare income to invest in somebody else who who knows more about editing, who can edit it for you. Um, and you know, you pay a little bit more money, you, you take the hit on that side, but at least you don't have to invest the amount of hours that it would take to learn how to use the software and learn everything inside of it and, and how to edit the video. So there is a, there is a, a toss up between the two, but as you'll hear a little bit later on, sometimes having the money and less time isn't always uh, the best outcome for you. But you can have money and spend it in the wrong places. So think about priorities, what your goals are, and where the best investment lies. Yeah, so as I mentioned a moment ago about <laughs> indie budgets not being infinite money pits, um, it is really important that you ask yourself those questions. You do your due diligence, you dot the I's, cross the T's, I think I said that one right. Yeah, dot the I's, cross the T's. Yeah, um, and you you make sure you're doing your research on whatever you're going to invest into, and and weighing that up again against okay, if I use a PR company, where do I 
reasonably believe that's going to get me. Okay, that versus a music video now. That versus a new song. And you kind of weigh it up and, and go with the best decision from there. So that was a big lesson and a big experience, a big learning curve that I went through. Number two, don't be lazy. Invest in knowledge. I've had okay success with ads and I'm getting better. But I thought that by using this agency, their expertise would mean that they could do the job better than me, which is kind of right. The key thing I missed is that I'd given them a bunch of money to do it for me, whereas I should have paid someone for their expertise to teach me how to do it myself. That reminds me of the, of the quote, um, give a man a fish and he eats for a day, teach a man to fish and he eats forever or something like that. Um, but the, the whole philosophy of that quote is that if I come and I give you a fish, great, you've got a, you've got a meal for that day. But what about tomorrow when I don't turn up, then you're back to the same point you were, you're back to starving and wondering when you're going to next get food. But if I give you the tools, if I give you the rod and the bait and I, I teach you how to fish, I, I don't fish. So that's kind of the extent of my fishing analogy knowledge. But if I give you the tools and I teach you to fish, then you can carry on fishing today. You can fish tomorrow. You can fish the next day and maybe you catch a few more fish than you need. So then you can start selling fish to other people. You can sell fishing lessons. There are so many more opportunities and options to go with if I teach you and I give you the tools. And it's exactly the same in this situation. I shouldn't have paid other people to do it for me. That's being lazy. And that's not being, you know, that's not representing what an independent artist is. You're being dependent on other people. So I should have paid somebody to, to show me their expertise and give me the tools to succeed on my own. And, and those things are out there and certainly things that I'm learning right now and, and lessons that I learned from this experience. And finally, number three, you can do this. You is underlined. I tried to shortcut the process a little to get to where I'm going quicker. But now I realize that I can do it. Day by day, filming content in the studio or making music videos and marketing them myself, creating the things that I want to see in the world and finding others who feel the same, I can do it. It may take time and I'll no doubt meet some amazing collaborators and partners along the way. But right now, in this very moment, I can do it. And that is the last page of book number two. What a way to end book number two and episode 22 of the Pages of My Diary podcast. But we will be back next week with a fresh new diary and some fresh new entries ready to get into this last stint uh, of the human experience diary number three i'll let you in on a little secret it is the last diary of this album so we'll be getting into that next week but if you like today's episode make sure you hit us with some love like the episode and if you don't want to miss out on those remaining episodes new music new music videos new content all that good stuff Make sure you're either following us or subscribed, depending on what platform you're on. And if you want to join the community, the Casey Sana fan club over on Patreon, make sure you head over to patreon.com forward slash Casey Sana. We got some cool stuff if you want to be involved with behind the scenes as we work on new music, new projects. If you want to be involved in making decisions for those projects, 
We got some Patreon polls. We're getting ready about what songs we should release, which you'll be getting early access to here. New merch designs as we talked about human kindness today. New music videos. All of that is over there. So feel free to go check that out. But the last thing I want to say, my do not forget for this video is do not forget to be kind. It's hard sometimes and it's not always the easiest thing, but the right thing to do isn't always the easiest. So remember that, treat each other with kindness as our great Lord and Savior Harry Styles once said. And uh, yeah, keep spreading that love. Keep dreaming, dream big. I'll see you next week. Peace.